Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Of all the people and nations in the world, Yah Elohim chose Israel as a personal treasure, as it is written in the book of Psalms. For Yah has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel for his own special treasure. So much did Yah love the people of Israel that he led them out of Egypt with all manner of signs and wonders and made a special covenant with them. If the people of Israel had kept that covenant, they would have remained a peculiar treasure to Yah throughout all time and would never have suffered the curses that came with it. The particulars of that covenant are covered in Exodus chapters 20 to 23, and they include the Ten Commandments as well as other instructions and regulations from Yah. This series will cover the results of Israel's disobedience and the fate of the present-day people of Israel, the black Hebrew Israelites, who are still scattered throughout the world. This message is solely for them. Then Yah instructed Moses, Come up here to me and bring along Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and seventy of Israel's elders. All of you must worship from a distance. Only Moses is allowed to come near to Yah. The others must not come near, and none of the other people are allowed to climb up the mountain with him. Then Moses went down to the people and repeated all the instructions and regulations Yah had given him. All the people answered with one voice, we will do everything Yah has commanded. Then Moses carefully wrote down all Yah's instructions. Early the next morning, Moses got up and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. He also set up twelve pillars, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. Then he sent some of the young Israelite men to present burnt offerings and to sacrifice bulls as peace offerings to Yah. Moses drained half the blood from these animals into basins. The other half he splattered against the altar. Then he took the Book of the Covenant and read it aloud to the people. Again they all responded, We will do everything Yah has commanded. We will obey. After the people of Israel agreed to the covenant and its conditions, 
Moses reaffirmed the blessings and curses that would come with either their obedience or disobedience to Yah. The full list of these blessings and curses are covered in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It is in this book and chapter that we can clearly see who the people of Israel were based on the curses their descendants would suffer at the hands of their enemies. But if you refuse to listen to Yah your Elohim and do not obey all the commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come and overwhelm you. Your towns and your fields will be cursed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be cursed. Your children and your crops will be cursed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be cursed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be cursed. Yah himself will send on you curses, confusion, and frustration in everything you do, until at last you are completely destroyed for doing evil and abandoning me. Yah will afflict you with diseases until none of you are left in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Yah will strike you with wasting diseases, fever, and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, and with blight and mildew. These disasters will pursue you until you die. The skies above will be as unyielding as bronze, and the earth beneath will be as hard as iron. Yah will change the rain that falls on your head into powder, and dust will pour down from the sky until you are destroyed. Yah will cause you to be defeated by your enemies. You will attack your enemies from one direction, but you will scatter from them in seven. You will be an object of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your corpses will be food for all the scavenging birds and wild animals, and no one will be there to chase them away. Yah will afflict you with the boils of Egypt and with tumors, scurvy, and the itch from which you cannot be cured. Yah will strike you with madness, blindness, and panic. You will grope around in broad daylight like a blind person groping in the darkness, but you will not find your way. You will be oppressed and robbed continually, and no one will come to save you. You will be engaged to a woman, but another man will sleep with her. You will build a house, but someone else will live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but you will never enjoy its fruit. Your ox will be butchered before your eyes, but you will not eat a single bite of the meat. Your donkey will be taken from you, never to be returned. Your sheep and goats will be given to your enemies, and no one will be there to help you. You will watch as your sons and daughters are taken away as slaves. Your heart will break for them, but you won't be able to help them. A foreign nation you have never heard about will eat the crops you work so hard to grow. You will suffer under constant oppression and harsh treatment. You will go mad because of all the tragedy you see around you. Yah will cover your knees and legs with incurable boils. In fact, you will be covered from head to foot. Yah will exile you and your king to a nation unknown to you and your ancestors. There in exile you will worship deities of wood and stone. You will become an object of horror, ridicule, and mockery among all the nations to which Yah sends you. You will plant much, but harvest little, for locusts will eat your crops. You will plant vineyards and care for them, but you will not drink the wine or eat the grapes, for worms will destroy the vines. You will grow olive trees throughout your land, but you will never use the olive oil, for the fruit will drop before it ripens. You will have sons and daughters, but you will lose them, for they will be led away into captivity. Swarms of insects will destroy your trees and crops. The foreigners living among you will become stronger and stronger while you become weaker and weaker. They will lend money to you, but you will not lend to them. They will be the head and you will be the tail. 
if you refuse to listen to Yah your Elohim and to obey the commands and decrees he has given you, all these curses will pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed. The horrors will serve as a sign and warning among you and your descendants forever. If you do not serve Yah your Elohim with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you have received, you will serve your enemies whom Yah will send against you. You will be left hungry, thirsty, naked, and lacking in everything. Yah will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. Yah will bring a distant nation against you from the end of the earth, and it will swoop down on you like a vulture. It is a nation whose language you do not understand, a fierce and heartless nation that shows no respect for the old and no pity for the young. Its armies will devour your livestock and crops, and you will be destroyed. They will leave you no grain, new wine, olive oil, calves, or lambs, and you will starve to death. They will attack your cities until the fortified walls in your land, the walls you trusted to protect you, are knocked down. They will attack all the towns in the land Yah your Elohim has given you. The siege and terrible distress of the enemy's attack will be so severe that you will eat the flesh of your own sons and daughters whom Yah your Elohim has given you. The most tender-hearted man among you will have no compassion for his own brother, his beloved wife, and his surviving children. He will refuse to share with them the flesh he is devouring, the flesh of one of his own children, because he has nothing else to eat during the siege and terrible distress that your enemy will inflict on all your towns. The most tender and delicate woman among you, so delicate she would not so much as touch the ground with her foot, will be selfish toward her husband she loves and toward her own son or daughter. She will hide from them the afterbirth and the new baby she has born, so that she herself can secretly eat them. She will have nothing else to eat during the siege and terrible distress that your enemy will inflict on all your towns. If you refuse to obey all the words of instruction that are written in this book, and if you do not fear the glorious and awesome name of Yah your Elohim, then Yah will overwhelm you and your children with indescribable plagues. These plagues will be intense and without relief, making you miserable and unbearably sick. He will afflict you with all the diseases of Egypt that you feared so much, and you will have no relief. Yah will afflict you with every sickness and plague there is, even those not mentioned in this book of instruction, until you are destroyed. Though you become as numerous as the stars in the sky, few of you will be left because you would not listen to Yah your Elohim. Just as Yah has found great pleasure in causing you to prosper and multiply, Yah will find pleasure in destroying you. You will be torn from the land you are about to enter and occupy, for Yah will scatter you among all the nations from one end of the earth to the other. There you will worship foreign deities that neither you nor your ancestors have known, deities made of wood and stone. There among those nations you will find no peace or place to rest, and Yah will cause your heart to tremble, your eyesight to fail, and your soul to despair. Your life will constantly hang in the balance, you will live night and day in fear, unsure if you will survive. In the morning you will say, if only it were night. And in the evening you will say, if only it were morning. For you will be terrified by the awful horrors you see around you. Then Yah will send you back to Egypt in ships, to a destination I promised you would never see again. There you will offer to sell yourselves to your enemies as slaves, but no one will buy or redeem you.
Given the long list of preceding curses mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 28, one might ask, how are these curses still with the people of Israel today if the covenant was done away with? Aren't we under a new covenant? Well, the fact is, the covenant, despite what many believe, is olam, which is Hebrew for of long duration, or what is generally translated as everlasting, meaning it is still in force today. For as Yah said to Abraham, I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you, from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your Elohim and the Elohim of your descendants after you. Moses actually said this much to the people of Israel following the address that included the long list of curses. Therefore, obey the terms of this covenant so that you will prosper in everything you do. All of you, tribal leaders, elders, officers, all the men of Israel are standing today in the presence of Yah, your Elohim. Your little ones and your wives are with you, as well as the foreigners living among you who chop your wood and carry your water. You are standing here today to enter into the covenant of Yah, your Elohim. Yah is making this covenant, including the curses. By entering into the covenant today, he will establish you as his people and confirm that he is your Elohim, just as he promised you as he swore to your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But you are not the only ones with whom I am making this covenant with his curses. I am making this covenant both with you who stand here today in the presence of Yah our Elohim, and also with the future generations who are not standing here today. You see, the covenant did not only involve the children of Israel who were alive at the time of its establishment, it also involved their many descendants reaching right down to our time. And it is because our ancestors broke this covenant that the curses mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 28 have persisted to this day. And it is the reason the children of Israel were scattered among the nations. But let's take a closer look at the cause of these curses and our being scattered abroad. The people refused to enter the pleasant land, for they wouldn't believe his promise to care for them. Instead, they grumbled in their tents and refused to obey Yah. Therefore, he solemnly swore that he would kill them in the wilderness that he would scatter their descendants among the nations, exiling them to distant lands. Then our ancestors joined in the worship of Baal at Peor. They even ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They angered Yah with all these things, so a plague broke out among them. But Phineas had the courage to intervene, and the plague was stopped. So he has been regarded as a righteous man ever since that time. At Meribah, too, they angered Yah, causing Moses serious trouble. They made Moses angry, and he spoke foolishly. Israel failed to destroy the nations in the land as Yah had commanded them. Instead, they mingled among the pagans and adopted their evil customs. They worshipped their idols, which led to their downfall. Are we not doing this very same thing today? We are not to do as the heathen nations do. As it is written, do not fall into the trap of following their customs and worshipping their deities. And in 2 Kings we read, they rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors, and they despised all his warnings. They worshipped worthless idols, so they became worthless themselves. They followed the example of the nations around them, disobeying Yah's command not to imitate them. Again, we are not to be like the heathen nations. We are to be a peculiar treasure to him. But getting back to Psalm 106, they even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, by sacrificing them to the idols of Canaan, 
they polluted the land with murder. They defiled themselves by their evil deeds, and their love of idols was adultery in Yah's sight. That is why Yah's anger burned against his people, and he abhorred his own special possession. He handed them over to the pagan nations, and they were ruled by those who hated them. Their enemies crushed them and brought them under their cruel power. Again and again he rescued them, but they chose to rebel against him, and they were finally destroyed by their sin. Even so, he pitied them in their distress and listened to their cries. He remembered his covenant with them and relented because of his unfailing love. He even caused their captors to treat them with kindness. Yah has unfailing love for Israel. He even knows that our exile will result in a remnant among us turning back to him. But I will let a few of my people escape destruction, and they will be scattered among the nations of the world. Then, when they are exiled among the nations, they will remember me. They will recognize how hurt I am by their unfaithful hearts and lustful eyes that long for their idols. Then at last they will hate themselves for their detestable sins. In that day, the remnant left in Israel, the survivors in the house of Jacob will no longer depend on allies who seek to destroy them, but they will faithfully trust Yah, the pure one of Israel. A remnant will return. Yes, the remnant of Jacob will return to the mighty Elohim. But though the people of Israel are as numerous as the sand of the seashore, only a remnant of them will return. Yah has rightly decided to destroy his people. Yes, Yah, Yah of heaven's armies, has already decided to destroy the entire land. All this being said, many claim that Yah no longer cares for anyone being actual descendants of Israel nowadays. That if you have an abiding faith in Yeshua and keep his commandments, that is all that is required to be a part of Israel. Well, that would nullify the term descendant, and there are many genealogies in the scriptures and messianic writings that show how much Yah does consider actual lineage. Even the 144,000 are comprised of 12,000 from each tribe. If lineage and true descent from Israel does not matter, then why all this talk of a remnant of those people returning? As for Gentile lineage, while he cares nothing for the nations? No. For all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. The nations of the world are worth nothing to him. In his eyes they count for less than nothing. Mere emptiness and froth. Believing Gentiles, however, are quite another matter. In the book of Psalms we read, I will count Egypt and Babylon among those who know me. Also Philistia and Tyre and even distant Ethiopia. They have all become citizens of Jerusalem. Regarding Jerusalem, it will be said, everyone enjoys the rights of citizenship there, and the Most High will personally bless this city. When Yah registers the nations, he will say, they have all become citizens of Jerusalem. Yeshua himself adds to this equation. When dealing with a believing Roman officer, a Gentile, we read this account in the book of Matthew. When Yeshua returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him. Master, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Yeshua said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Master, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Yeshua heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, 
I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Yeshua said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believe it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Yeshua says the kingdom was prepared for Israel, but that believing Gentiles would experience it. This is crucial to understand. Israel is Israel, and the Gentile nations are the Gentile nations. They are not one and the same. But even Gentiles will enjoy and experience the kingdom, while many Israelites will not. You see, being a true descendant of Israel does not mean one is automatically granted entrance into the kingdom. Many Israelites will be cast into outer darkness for the very reasons our ancestors brought this curse on us. That said, being a true descendant of Israel is vastly important, and Yah says that some of us will come to appreciate this heritage. But now, listen to me, Jacob, my servant, Israel, my chosen one. Yah, who made you and helps you, says, Do not be afraid, O Jacob, my servant, O dear Israel, my chosen one. For I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields. And I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. Some will proudly claim, I belong to Yah. Others will say, I am a descendant of Jacob. Some will write Yah's name on their hands and will name themselves by the name of Israel. The truth is, many of the true children of Israel do not know the value of their lineage. But even if all of them did know the value, only a small remnant will keep Yah's commandments, loving him with all their hearts, minds, souls, and strength, and their neighbors as themselves, while having faith in Yeshua. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Yeshua went through the towns and villages, teaching as he went, always pressing on toward Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Master, will only a few be saved? He replied, Work hard to enter the narrow door to Elohim's kingdom, for many will try to enter but will fail. When the master of the house has locked the door, it will be too late. You will stand outside knocking and pleading, Master, open the door for us. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, But well, we ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I tell you, I don't know you or where you come from. Get away from me, all you who do evil. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for you will see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of Elohim, but you will be thrown out. And people will come from all over the world, from east and west, north and south, to take their places in the kingdom of Elohim. And note this, some who seem least important now will be the greatest then, and some who are the greatest now will be the least important then.
As stated in the previous video, the original covenant that Yah made with the people of Israel, our ancestors, is still in force today. We are still to keep the laws, regulations, decrees, and instructions our forefathers agreed to. The covenant has not been replaced by the promised new covenant as yet, despite what some claim. For we read, But at last my people will confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors for betraying me and being hostile toward me. When I have turned their hostility back on them and brought them to the land of their enemies, then at last their stubborn hearts will be humbled and they will pay for their sins. Then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember the land. For the land must be abandoned to enjoy its years of Sabbath rest as it lies deserted. At last the people will pay for their sins, for they have continually rejected my regulations and despised my decrees. But despite all this, I will not utterly reject or despise them while they are in exile in the land of their enemies. I will not cancel my covenant with them by wiping them out, for I am Yah their Elohim. For their sakes, I will remember my ancient covenant with their ancestors, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of all the nations, that I might be their Elohim. I am Yah. These are the decrees, regulations, and instructions that Yah gave through Moses on Mount Sinai, as evidence of the relationship between himself and the Israelites. Note that Yah said the covenant can be canceled by Israel, his chosen people, being wiped out. That has not been the case. Therefore, the original covenant he made with us at Sinai is still in place and in force today. Make no mistake about that. And this covenant, the same that was made on Mount Sinai, is evidence of the relationship between Yah and the people of Israel. Any deviation from the original covenant is not evidence of that relationship. This is clear. The covenant was to be the sign that said to the world, the children of Israel are the chosen people of Yah. The only evidence we have today of that fact are the curses that rest on us, as we are still scattered among the various nations we were led away captive to as slaves on ships. And one important thing to understand about the new covenant is that it will not involve a new set of laws or doing away of laws, as some might think. Instead, the new covenant will just be Yah's way of getting us to keep our end of the bargain, getting us to live up to our promise to keep the laws, regulations, decrees, and instructions he listed at Sinai, and it will take a literal miracle in order for this to happen. Remember, Yah does not change. I am Yah, I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed so neither can his law change. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of Elohim's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. That takes us to the new covenant. What exactly is it anyway? The day is coming, says Yah, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I love them as a husband loves his wife, says Yah. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says Yah. I will put my instructions deep within them, and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their Elohim, and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know Yah, for everyone, from the least to the greatest, will know me already, says Yah. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. As stated, the old covenant is still in force until the new covenant replaces it. 
but that time is yet future, as you will see. And we are not talking about laws being changed or replaced. Our ability to keep those laws will be the only thing that will change. And, as stated, it will take a literal miracle in order for us to keep our promise to uphold Yah's laws. The book of Ezekiel sheds more light on how this will happen. Therefore, give the people of Israel this message from the Sovereign Yah. I am bringing you back, but not because you deserve it. I am doing it to protect my pure name, on which you brought shame while you were scattered among the nations. I will show how pure my name is, the name on which you brought shame among the nations. And when I reveal my purity through you before their very eyes, says the Sovereign Yah, then the nations will know that I am Yah. For I will gather you up from all the nations and bring you home again to your land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. And you will live in Israel, the land I gave your ancestors long ago. You will be my people, and I will be your Elohim. I will cleanse you of your filthy behavior. I will give you good crops of grain, and I will send no more famines on the land. I will give you great harvests from your fruit trees and fields, and never again will the surrounding nations be able to scoff at your land for its famines. Then you will remember your past sins and despise yourselves for all the detestable things you did. But remember, says the Sovereign Yah, I am not doing this because you deserve it. Oh, my people Israel, you should be utterly ashamed of all you have done. This is what the Sovereign Yah says. When I cleanse you from your sins, I will repopulate your cities and the ruins will be rebuilt. The fields that used to lie empty and desolate in plain view of everyone will again be farmed. And when I bring you back, people will say, this former wasteland is now like the Garden of Eden. The abandoned and ruined cities now have strong walls and are filled with people. Then the surrounding nations that survive will know that I, Yah, have rebuilt the ruins and replanted the wasteland. For I, Yah, have spoken, and I will do what I say. This is what the Sovereign Yah says. I am ready to hear Israel's prayers and to increase their numbers like a flock. They will be as numerous as the sacred flocks that fill Jerusalem's streets at the time of her festivals. The ruined cities will be crowded with people once more, and everyone will know that I am Yah. Again, this miraculous event is yet future, and it will take place following the prophesied regathering of Israel. I will strengthen Judah and save Israel. I will restore them because of my compassion. It will be as though I had never rejected them, for I am Yah the Elohim who will hear their cries. The people of Israel will become like mighty warriors, and their hearts will be made happy as if by wine. Their children too will see it and be glad. Their hearts will rejoice in Yah. When I whistle to them, they will come running, for I have redeemed them. From the few who are left, they will grow as numerous as they were before. Though I have scattered them like seeds among the nations, they will still remember me in distant lands. They and their children will survive and return again to Israel. I will bring them back from Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will resettle them in Gilead and Lebanon until there is no more room for them at all. They will pass safely through the sea of distress, for the waves of the sea will be held back and the waters of the Nile will dry up. The pride of Assyria will be crushed and the rule of Egypt will end. By my power, I will make my people strong 
and by my authority they will go wherever they wish. I, Yah, have spoken. It is important to note that when Egypt is mentioned in prophecy, it is not literal Egypt being referenced, but what Egypt represented to ancient Israel, that is, slavery. So Moses said to the people, This is a day to remember forever, the day that you left Egypt, the place of your slavery. We are still in spiritual Egypt, Assyria, and Babylon today. Egypt, as stated in Exodus 13.3, represents slavery or bondage, whereas Assyria represents exile. At that time, the king of Assyria exiled the Israelites to Assyria and placed them in colonies in Halah along the banks of the Habor River in Gozan and in the cities of the Medes. And Babylon represents captivity. Nebuchadnezzar led King Jehoiakim away as a captive to Babylon, along with the queen mother, his wives and officials, and all Jerusalem's elite. Prophecies of Israel's regathering abound in scripture. As for the timing of the regathering, which will take place just before the new covenant is established, we are told, Someday, O Israel, I will gather you. I will gather the remnant who are left. I will bring you together again like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. Yes, your land will again be filled with noisy crowds. Your leader will break out and lead you out of exile, out through the gates of the enemy cities, back to your own land. Your king will lead you. Yah himself will guide you. Our king will lead us, we are told. This is exactly what Yeshua himself stated to the 12 disciples. And then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens and there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his heavenly messengers with the mighty blast of a trumpet. And they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. And again he said, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the heavenly messengers with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. And this he said to coincide with the words of the prophet Ezekiel. For this is what the sovereign Yah says, I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and in all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the Sovereign Yah. I will search for my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak, but I will destroy those who are fat and powerful. I will feed them, yes, feed them justice. And as for you, my flock, this is what the Sovereign Yah says to his people. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another, separating the sheep from the goats. So what does all this prove? Well, for one thing, it tells us that Israel has not been regathered as yet, because that will only happen when Yeshua returns. 
We also know that we are not currently under the new covenant because that will be established after we have been regathered. We also know how the covenant was broken, which resulted in our being scattered as slaves and the curses being poured out on us as a people. But where are we now? What is our purpose as a scattered flock? While the answers to these questions won't be given in full in this video, look for many answers in future videos. But I can say this, the healing will only begin if and when we begin to obey Yah. We must not be like our rebellious ancestors. Rather, we are to live up to the following. In the future, when you experience all these blessings and curses I have listed for you, and when you are living among the nations to which Yah, your Elohim, has exiled you, take to heart all these instructions. If at that time you and your children return to Yah, your Elohim, and if you obey with all your heart and all your soul all the commands I have given you today, then Yah, your Elohim, will restore your fortunes. He will have mercy on you and gather you back from all the nations where he has scattered you. Even though you are banished to the ends of the earth, Yah, your Elohim, will gather you from there and bring you back again. Yah, your Elohim, will return you to the land that belonged to your ancestors, and you will possess that land again. Then he will make you even more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. Yah, your Elohim, will change your heart and the hearts of all your descendants, so that you will love him with all your heart and soul, and so you may live. Yah, your Elohim, will inflict all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate and persecute you. Then you will again obey Yah and keep all his commands that I am giving you today. Yah, your Elohim, will then make you successful in everything you do. He will give you many children and numerous livestock, and he will cause your fields to produce abundant harvests. For Yah will again delight in being good to you as he was to your ancestors. Yah, your Elohim, will delight in you if you obey his voice and keep the commands and decrees written in this book of instruction. And if you turn to Yah, your Elohim, with all your heart and soul. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.